0: I'm not like them, but I can pretend, I think I'm dumb, maybe just happy, I think I'm
1: dumb. Hello. Yo, what's up Q? Not much, I'm, I'm the sick one now, so. Oh, not so fast, we're both the sick one uh okay i feel like it's kind of a rule of the pod that one of us is always sick But now <laughs> it's always sick. yeah well, it's usually me um but i guess now it's both of us well you have little ones so you're kind of constantly although i'm around kids all day for my job so yeah I'm often sick from that it's a combination of the kids themselves and then also
0: just, yeah, like chronic sort of low-key sleep deprivation, I think.
1: Is your baby not sleeping through the night anymore? Uh, he woke up, like yesterday he woke up uh, at like 4 a.m. And
0: then I woke up and then I like couldn't get back to sleep, so. yeah, Is he
1: still in the room with you guys? No, he's in his own room. Well, well that's... Mild improvements on the sleeping front. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is, you know? Does the bigger one ever wake up when the little one wakes up? Because I feel like that's the worst.
0: Thankfully, no, which is incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's pretty good. I remember during my brief fostering, that was like the absolute worst. Like when the baby would wake up and then the other bigger one would wake up too. And then it was like, we're all watching... (laughs) Like a bleary eyed <laughs> like movie on the couch, you know? Yeah, that is not I would have to, like I would have to like feed the baby, but also get the little one to like sit there, you know? Oh god. Um, so I'm glad that's not happening to you.
0: Yeah. No, no. Life is good, Q. I'm doing my new like, I guess maybe my New Year's resolution is just being like a sort of you know like white pill like forced white pill just like convincing myself that everything's great for no reason
1: yeah i think everything kind of is great though because if you really think about it like as we talked about with tucker last episode um we're out of control of like <laughs> most of what we're worried about so. right yeah, yeah. It's kind of, like, one of those things. It's, like, it's... I've actually been very zen since we talked to her because I've just kind of been, like, you know, the stuff I worry about is stuff that I, like... Either it's, like, totally irrational, like, worries about, like, long-ago past traumatic events that are completely unchangeable and there's no reason to think about them. Or it's, like, some fear about some future event that, like, whether it's likely or not, like really doesn't matter because I have no control over, you know, that sort of thing. Oh yeah. No,
0: it's, it's a great point, honestly. Yeah. It was a nice conversation and, um, and it's, it's just extremely true. Um, and it's something that I always like try to kind of tell people like advice that I give people to like, not, not pay attention to whatever they're trying to terrorize us with, like in the, in the media and everything. So probably a good, um, uh, idea to try and take some
1: of my own advice there. I mean, my brother-in-law is texting me right now and he's literally about to dissect a a shoulder. Oh, he's in med school. So he's really like viscerally experiencing the, um, the like the end of you know what i mean like at the end we're just sort of meat basically <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of like very viscerally experiencing that because that's you know he has a cadaver and that's like part of the whole thing so oh god Doctors. he says it's giving him kind of kind of a healthy perspective actually on life um, oh, that's good yeah it's like you know we're all headed the same place and that can be a, a dark thought or a positive thought, you know? Yeah. You know, Now you just need to red pill him on vaccines and <laughs> <laughs> they're a little like, they are more, my sister and my brother-in-law, I would say are more like neutral on vaccines than. Mm. Oh people. yeah. They're kind of like trad, right? a little bit. Yeah, they're kind of, like, trad, so they don't... Well, I would say they actually are pretty... Tra- they're, like, real trad, like, they're not, like, aesthetically trad, like... Uh-huh. They're, like, actually, like, devout... They're not LARPing trad. No, they're, like, actually devout Christians who are, yeah. like... Who, like, got married very young because they, like, actually believe in, like, the religion and, like, that's what you're supposed to do and all that, so... But they're not like, as they're not like, they're not like cool New York downtown people just dressing up like trad people. They just like, they just like actually don't live in a major blue city and like go to church and like want to have kids, which is, I constantly point out the majority of America whenever people try to say that the trad thing is something special. Like, you do know that's like the vast majority of our country is like people who like don't live in blue cities and like, are pretty Christian and even if they don't go to church are like fairly Christian and like have babies, you know? Oh, for sure. That's most people, that's most of America. It's one of the most religious countries in the world. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not that special to be, uh, to, to go to church and have kids. You're actually, (laughs) you're actually very, you're, you're way in the minority if you're not doing that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's novel if you're a,
0: like, lib-urbanite or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but even, like, you, like, sort of, like, even you and your wife are, like, kind of, like, statistically out of the norm if you look at, like, the whole country. Even though, like, for our kind of milieu, like, you guys kind of, like... Settled down and had kids like kind of young, but like, yeah, yeah, but like, broadly speaking, and like the country, you guys are actually like statistically, like, kind of old to have done that, you know, yeah,
0: old and overeducated,
1: yeah. So, I just find that funny. Like, I think of you guys, I'm like, oh, like in our kind of like circle, they've like, they did it sort of like young, but like in like the broader country that's not young at all (laughs) like getting married and having kids at 30 is like (laughs) kind of like that's like a lot of americans like second marriages you know yeah it's interesting i don't know
0: it's like my my parents were my dad was 40 when i was born
1: yeah but our parents i mean we were like a product of like overeducated people too yeah you know (laughs) like our like like, the average age, I think, of first child in the U.S. is still, like, 24, something like that. Yeah, wow. So that means a whole lot of people are younger than that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I don't know. Speaking of kids, so, like, the big topic I was going to bring today, and I'm going to take the lead on this, because I know I sort of thrust this upon you, Um. but there's, like there's a new article in the times i don't remember the title of it but it's about something near and dear to my heart because i've been witnessing this for 10 years now in education um and basically it's like it's just about how there's this massive fight about whether or not parents should be informed if their kids are socially transitioning genders at school. Mm -hmm. And unsurprisingly, the ACLU is on the side of like, no, they shouldn't. And I don't think, I really don't think a lot of people realize that it is actually state policy, not to inform parents about this Um, in New York. Uh, in uh, several states, New York's actually not one of them, but Jersey is one of them. Oh, okay. Um, but many states are very vague about it. Um, and it is definitely...
0: Well, it's so funny too, because it's always like these lib areas that have this policy where it's like, the parents would probably be fine if their kid, if they knew about it, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, like, creating a problem where there isn't one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Even if the parents have, like, a small amount of... Like, I don't, you know... It's interesting, because, like, obviously I grew up gay with really homophobic parents, and, like, that was, like, a really damaging, like, you know, aspect Uh of my upbringing. So I'm not pretending it's not, like, a possibility that someone can be very harmed by that. But I also have a lot of friends who grew up with, like kind of like neutral on the issue parents and like maybe their parents expressed like some like common kind of like negative feelings about homosexuality that were like common in the 90s and like maybe when their kid first came out there was like a little bit of tension around it but largely it was like just a like mildly rocky process to everyone being chill Mm -hmm. you know but then on the
0: other hand, like isn't imagine like if you were just like, I mean maybe you, this was your experience, I don't know, but um like you're fully out at school or whatever and your teacher and everyone know, but your parents don't know. I mean, doesn't that create sort of a psychic harm or stress also?
1: you know like having that well, i wasn't out in either so i don't okay, know okay I mean, yeah. like i like did not come out i like came out the first day of college essentially to like uh-huh. well i told my parents i was gay right before i left for college and then like my i remember like actually it's like kind of a funny story like the second my roommate's parents left and my parents left and we were like alone for the first time like unpacking our shit i was like I'm gay, just FYI. (laughs) Because I just decided, like, I decided before I got there, I was just going to, like, go in, like, guns blazing. (laughs) Uh Um, And he was like, oh, yeah, I mean, whatever, man. And I was like, yeah, I just... (laughs) was like, I know this is probably not a big moment for you, but for me, I'm just like literally vocalizing this upon everyone i meet because you uh-huh. know uh, i spent a lot of time not vocalizing it so <laughs>
0: uh-huh. but um and and then i guess too it's like i don't even really know where i stand i mean i guess it'd be weird
1: well there's well let me just like so yeah. here's the differences i see like from the article like Okay, your kid being out, right? Let's say your kid is saying they're gay at school. For the most part, the kid is probably not receiving any sort of, like, special services at the school around that, right? And unless you, uh, the kid is caught, engaged in some sort of same-sex activity at school, there really is nothing that you can really tell a parent. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, because... There's just nothing to, t- to tell, really. Like, it's very rare that kids, like, <laughs> tell a teacher, like, I am gay, right? Like, they're just, I mean, like, you see You're kids like, that are gay and you understand.
0: calling to let you know that your kid seems, like, a little gay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right. It's like, it's. there's just nothing really to say. <laughs> yeah. and, and, most, and most policies are that if you catch, and I think this is, like, for obvious reasons, like, if you catch a kid engaged in any sort of, if they're at school doing anything physically intimate whatsoever, um, you do have to tell parents that because, you know, that is like, I don't know, like that, that could be like medically necessary. Like, you know, if your kid is sexually active, like the, I do think like parents should probably know about that for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Well, I
0: imagine it's also like a
1: violation of some school rule or something potentially. You cannot have sex at school. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's that's obviously a rule. (laughs) No one can have sex at school, adults or kids for, for a lot of, a lot of good reasons. Um, Certainly not with each other, you know, like just many, many, many reasons for why schools should be completely de-sexed places. (laughs) Um, And then, but like the, the difference that's interesting about this article is that often with trans kids and I've, you know, and I've experienced this too, like at my job, it's like the kid is receiving kind of like some sort of like mental health, like healthcare around that, that is that, right? Like- I see. So, and there's, is something that's happening. That's very obvious. Cause usually they're going by a different name. Um, mm-hmm. even to the point where often names are changed on like official school documents. And then parents are not like, it is actually policy to not tell parents that's happening. If the kid tells you not to, um, And I don't even, like, I'm not even, like, gonna, like, have a firm opinion on this because I just, like, do what my job tells me to. And, like, I'm obviously very sympathetic to, like, any any kid, like, experiencing any sort of, like, (laughs) sexuality dilemma because I think even straight kids are having trouble with that, right? Like, it's it's difficult when you start having sexual feelings to know what to do with them and how to behave. And obviously if that's, if that's out of the norm in any way, it's even harder. Um, so I'm, I'm like sympathetic to like how the kids like feel, but I'm also just like, it's shocking to me that like this article came out and there's like just such vitriolic immediate, backlash to the article even being written as if even asking the question is insane (laughs) you know and i'm like this is such a new thing where schools are socially transitioning kids genders and then literally concealing it from parents like not even just like not mentioning it like actively concealing it right like and it's like so you're saying the article is like asking the question,
0: what is the best way to handle this situation? And the backlash is from people, like left. libs, who think that of course
1: the school should not tell the parents. Right. Okay. Correct. Even if the kid is like getting some sort of like counseling like at the school that has mm-hmm. something to do with like gender. Mm -hmm. um identity uh so i i just find the like immediate backlash to it kind of insane because it's like i don't think that that should be an insane question to ask like where the lines are drawn and what you know what parents kind of do have a right to know and what they don't have a right to know like i think that those are like interesting questions to ask <laughs> at the right. So I guess I just I guess I just was interested in talking about it because I I it, more than like the issue itself I just find like the idea that it's crazy to ask this um is strange, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it, it is sort of an interesting question like I guess on the one hand like if the kid is has decided not to tell their parents, um, presumably there's good reason for that.
1: Um, but also, like, think about it this way: like, um, like, maybe not, right? Because, yeah. like, often there's parents who. Would be totally accepting and their kids are withholding from them just because they're adults and they're parents. Do you know what I mean? Like Right, right. Like, like when I you first like when you first like kissed a girl, did you like go to your like mom and dad and be like, hey, I wanted you to know that like
0: <laughs> no, right. Of course not. Yeah. Like you don't, yeah. Like you want that dimension like of your all, life.
1: Yeah. There's all sorts of like, there's all sorts of like that aspect of your life that the vast majority of kids like don't really, I mean, I think some kids do. Like, I know a lot of like women in particular have talked to me about telling their moms like before they had sex with like long term, like long time boyfriends. That's like the one exception I've heard about, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. um
0: well so then
1: is the question
0: like because then it could be like okay so maybe you have to let the parents know that the kid is seeing a therapist at school but you don't have to tell them necessarily like why they're seeing the therapist or that they're it's because they're transitioning or whatever right like because that's sort of also just like privileged um information right like
1: I don't, you know, it's interesting because like, I, I think it varies greatly. Like I have a friend who works with, uh, kids in like a clinical healthcare setting. So like, these are kids who are like, probably like their, their mental health issues are bad enough that they're not in school at the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've been put, it's not like they don't stay the night, but it's like, it's like intensive outpatient or whatever. Um, And so they're there, like, six days a week, like, 10 hours a day or whatever. Um, And, yeah, there is actually some line, like, even with minors, where there's some confidentiality. But it's blurry, right? Because, like, you do have to tell parents if kids are, if certain things are happening. Right. Um, Like, if they're doing drugs,
0: yeah, fair
1: enough. Um, yeah. If something potentially illegal is happening, like they're sleeping with someone who's an adult or whatever, like there are things that kids will reveal to uh, parents, to, to therapists that you do have to tell.
0: Right. It's, yeah, I guess it's sort of, um, I guess ultimately comes back to this question of like, when are minors kids and when are they adults? And, how do we kind of treat that that gray area,
1: yeah, and I just find it like I just I just found some of the immediate reactions on Twitter to be fascinating and I, and this happens all the time when the New York Times does something like this, which is what I find interesting. It's like everyone's like oh the the just asking questions crowd is here, like <laughs> the, turfs, the turfs have arrived, you know uh-huh. um. The
0: prepackaged, yeah, like responses to any any criticism or backlash.
1: Sandra says we should call the last episode "Mountains Aren't Real," which is what I said too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should do that. <laughs> or that's two episodes ago now. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I guess so. That was like, the, and like the article is like obviously these parents seem like very. Like, you know, they're, they're already like talking to the New York times. Uh, so, uh, it's like already people that are like histrionic, you know? Um, and I just find it like, fa- I, I guess I just find it fascinating. that This has become, uh, like so polarizing. Like I saw this video today of these like, I don't even know what they are. I guess there's some sort of like Oath Keepers or something. And they were like, they were like all in this, like these like masks. And they were like, what are they called? Oh, Nationalist Socialist Club. Club, And they surrounded this library in Taunton, Massachusetts that was doing Drag Queen Story Hour. I think it's
0: also important to note for things like this, that these organizations are like, run by the fbi basically
1: well that's okay so that's what i'm getting okay this is like my whole yeah, yeah. <laughs> using, like the nexus of my theory about all of this. Yeah. like all of it feels like extremely manufactured because yeah. this like trans kids issue feels very niche and like it affects a very 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 tiny minority of people right and then like all the like drag queen story hour stuff drag also,
0: queen ch- children's
1: brunch or whatever yeah, yeah it all <laughs> seems crazy because it's like it's like that's <laughs> happening and then there's like these people outside with like machine guns like like literal like FBI agents like out and like, and like there's probably FBI agents inside like in dra- like you know what i mean like it all just feels like very like manufactured and like a huge distraction from like real things that are going on. And it it does feel like, I I just have to believe that it's like, you know, similar to like the COVID shaking people. It's like a manufactured thing. I mean, I think real people are getting mad about it, but I think it's being kind of like fomented by like...
0: Absolutely. Both sides of the debate are (laughs) are, are being pushed essentially by like feds.
1: Yeah. And I think it's like ultimately like it is, of course, crazy. I understand why it would make a conservative parent go insane if like their kid was receiving any sort of like mental health care without their permission at school of course that's going to make them go crazy and um it's obviously going to make the and the, I don't even think this is like trans people I think it's like the organized kind of like gender ideology movement go crazy it's it's going to like it's going to push both like extremes buttons you know what I mean yeah um, right
0: which is the di- whole dynamic with all these issues and um it's it's one of those things where like both sides honestly have some valid points but they're both completely obscured by like how caricatured they make their each other's position you know
1: yeah and it's like interesting because like everyone is so dogmatic like i was talking to a lib friend and i was like i was like well how do you feel about like locker rooms because like this this friend likes to go to this like fancy spa in new york city a lot which is which is like you know sex segregated and she's like oh i wouldn't care at all and i was like okay like full 10 inch dong like (laughs) revealed like fully in the steam room like and she like laughed and she's like, I don't know. Like, she's like, yeah, I would feel weird. And I, was <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I like, I mean, it's like you dogmatically parrot the like position, you know, and I'm sure someone would say I was transphobic for even making that. Joke. <laughs> it's like you dogmatically parrot the, 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 the like uh, position, but like you intuitively would have some issue, you know, with, yeah. the reality, like facing the reality, you know? You know it's more giant dong phobic.
0: <laughs> Average sized dongs can terrorize as, as well.
1: You know? I know. I just was like, just... <laughs> of course, I just, it's just funny because I'm like, I'm like, you are, it's like, it's like they, it's like people act like we're not asking, like there's, that nothing is being asked of anyone. Right. Like, Like, oh, like, why do you give a shit about this? And it's like, yeah, it's like
0: gaslighting you for feeling uncomfortable about something that maybe like you just do feel, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just like normally, like, you just like normally would like, yeah, just feel a little bit uncomfortable about. And like, I don't think it's, I mean, at least like the way our culture has been structured, like, for a while now like i i do think women have become used to like sex segregated spaces and it does bring up like a interesting question <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's like it's 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 and i was watching this episode of girl i was I'm rewatching girls and there was actually this scene where they go to like some like girls br- like uh power power girls brunch and like of course like all the characters hate it except for shoshana i don't know if you watch the show so it doesn't matter but <laughs> they um there's a joke in the episode where they go and a lot of you are asking do we accept trans women <laughs> into this organization and the answer is we don't know but we're thinking about it and that shows like eight years old
0: uh-huh. you
1: know what i mean and like that joke was still like and it's like a funny joke because it's like like what's funny about it is that like of course, like that's a question. I think like cis women are gonna are gonna have <laughs> you uh-huh. know? like, of course that's something they're gonna be like I don't know. I mean like would you? I, I guess let me let me ask you, uh, Dad, a Dad, if your wife took your daughter into a changing room would you would it matter to you if someone whose physical body was not female was like in there changing well i it, it's an
0: interesting question because i mean i can inva- i can imagine scenarios where it would and scenarios where it wouldn't right so like right um if it seemed like there could be someone who's like just trolling or something and it's essentially like just a man who is like or, or or uh uh yeah who's like pretending to be a trans woman for you know because they're mentally ill or because they're just a troll and want to like cause trouble or whatever right um and then there could be someone who um is um you know really just genuinely feels they're uh, a trans woman and they act totally normal in a, a in a whatever woman's space but they have a dick and <laughs> um so then it, it's almost just like becomes well so you just have to like assess like how authentically trans they are or like whose call is that to make you know it's just I'm not really sure I don't really know exactly what the
1: yeah and is it like yeah it's like is it like trauma like I guess is it like traumatized I guess is it traumatizing to see genitals that are not your uh, own as a child probably not and no the, the answer to that is emphatically no like no because of yeah. course you see your parents naked and stuff when yeah you're, right like, the normal part of like being a kid so yeah no i get it. it it but it's like who who gets to decide that is like i think yes exactly and then yeah. to suggest that it's
0: completely transphobic and illegitimate to have like any Mm -hmm. questioning or hesitation about it or the fact that like some people might have you know um i guess bad motives or something
1: you know that could be abused i guess what i really i guess what i really think about it too you do like i mean like i in in men's bathrooms all the time see dads bring in little girls Uh and when when i was a kid my mom definitely brought me into the woman's bathroom with her like i remember that um so i guess yeah so i guess it's like not really people that's the thing it's like people are being histrionic about something that's like not that serious ultimately Mm -hmm. but i think you're right there are always going to be bad actors and It's like, how do you assess if someone's a bad actor
0: or not? Also just interesting because it's like, well, one solution would be to just completely merge, right? Like you could just, instead of having men's and women's bathrooms, you could just have one bathroom that everyone goes to, but, or one changing room, right? But like, it seems like that's also not something that they want. Like they want to preserve the gender
1: segregation in some sense, right? Yeah, that is what I think is so... So, like, I don't know if this is happening in Chicago, but, like, in New York now, most new restaurants, like, the setup in the bathroom is, like... There's, there's like, stalls where the door goes... It's, like, a regular-ass, like, door, like, to a bedroom, right? Mm -hmm. And there's one toilet inside of there. (laughs) And anyone can use these like ten stalls right and then like you come out of the stall and like everyone is washing their hands in like the same area of any mm-hmm. gender right and that's like that's like how every that that's like every new restaurant i go to that's kind of like the setup now and i am mm-hmm. wondering if it's because of if it's gesturing at this like mm-hmm. we're not even going to deal with this or or not or if you know what i mean and i like prefer that because I'm a shy peer. I don't really want to have to pee in front of other guys. Right. I
0: mean, men's rooms are kind of disgusting, so that's uh, yeah, like if you have you ever been in a bath, I'm sure you have, where it's l- like a literal trough, like a
1: yeah, I don't like <laughs> I don't like that. Like I don't yeah. want I don't want to pee in a trough like with, like, <laughs> with a bunch of other guys. To, like in that situation, like I typically will use the stall, you know.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um and like, you know, in like when I go to Broadway shows, like, um, like every time I've gone, men are using the urinals in the men's room and women are running in to use the stalls uh-huh.
0: um,
1: and no one gives a shit, you know, uh-huh. um, I mean, this is like New York like perverts, but it's like, you know, like, (laughs) no, they're not, I'm just kidding. They're like mostly boomers, but like no one cares, you know, I don't know. It's just the the whole thing. Yeah. I think it just brings us back to this
0: idea that like the whole thing is making a mountain out of a molehill, like an issue that really like, if it wasn't for the constant media frenzy on both sides, like most people probably
1: wouldn't have that strong of opinion about like any of this stuff. No, they wouldn't care. What they should make everyone do is everyone should try to have to, to should try to actually have to use the bathroom at a gay club at like two a.m. <laughs> that would really set people straight. <laughs> that would, it could be like, it could really be bad guys. Like you could be like dodging like cum flying as you're trying to like literally pee. You know, <laughs> um, there could be like a full blown like orgy no loads refused, you know, <laughs> situation in this bathroom. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: We should have a children's
1: brunch in there. <laughs> yeah. And the, dra- the drag queen thing is funny to me because I'm just like, I actually like, am of the opinion, like, I don't think drag is like for kids. And like, I actually don't want kids in gay spaces really, because I'm like, Like, everyone's like, well, what about queer families? And I'm like, shouldn't they just go where families go? Like, any family? Uh Like, that's kind of, like, my opinion on that. Like, you (laughs) know what I mean? Like, if you... Like, I kind of want, as as an adult without kids, and I'm not... You know me. I love kids. I am not, like, an antinatalist. I'm not one of those people that, like, gets mad if a kid makes a scene in a restaurant. Like, I'm not like that at all. But, Mm -hmm. like... I like that there are spaces that are like kid free. And even my friends with kids say that, you know? Oh, they're for, like, absolutely. They're like, when I'm away from my kids, I don't want to go deal with someone else's kids, you know? Um, and yeah, I just. Yeah, you think want like, places that are welcoming for kids and families,
0: and then you want some other places that are not for that purpose,
1: you know? Yeah. They're for adults to hang out without kids there. (laughs) I I just think that like gay clubs, like it should just be like fine that that's, that that's not a place for kids, you know? And like, if you want gay kids to have a place, there's plenty of options. Like there's youth groups and there's, there's already like so many, like almost every, every liberal city at least has like a gay straight alliance at the school. And, you know, like, there's plenty of, like, kid-appropriate, like, spaces where a gay kid could go, I think, now more than ever. So it's, like, why are we trying to, like, integrate this? And drag is, like, I, I think it is for adults. I do. <laughs> like, I just think it's, like, I think drag can be very funny and very entertaining. And I think that it's it's for adults. And that's fine, you know?
0: right i mean it's like people then talk about like well how would you just feel if this was just like a straight
1: woman stripper or whatever instead of That's a drag. I mean, yeah yeah or not then, even a stripper like i wouldn't take my i probably wouldn't take a, 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 my kid to like a burlesque show right right i and... wouldn't even take my child to like chicago before they were like <laughs> maybe like you know like before they were maybe like at least 15 or something. Like maybe I would take a 15 year old to see Chicago live. Yeah. But like some things are just like not age, like some things are just like not age appropriate and it's not homophobic to say that, you know?
0: But then the the libs come back with like, well, like what about people taking their kids to Hooters and stuff? And it's like, yeah, well, like I also wouldn't take my kid to
1: Hooters, you know? (laughs) No, I wouldn't either. (laughs) Um, I do think like the diff like maybe a slight difference is like that in Hooters, it's like it's like women in like pretty tame outfits, like to be honest. Like you can you could see women dressed like that just anywhere on the street. Out, in about, yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like wearing like kind of short shorts and a slightly cleavage showing shirt is like a way that women dress in warm weather all the time um so i don't know (laughs) it's like i don't i guess i just don't and whereas like drag is like the whole the whole art form of drag is like this exaggerated femininity so people are wearing like giant boobs and like giant asses and like (laughs) you know like it's sort of it's not just their like regular ass bodies and and but i mean again it sort of just brings me back to
0: the manufactured outrage to some degree like Okay, well I like think it's a great thing to bring my 2-year-old to a drag brunch. I mean, no, I I mean I wouldn't really just be something that I would be interested in doing like in general regardless of if I had kids, but um but do I really care if someone else wants to bring their kid to? I mean, not really either, you know. I don't know. It's just
1: Yeah. And I think it's like I don't know. Yeah, like I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and I think it's fun and I think it gives gay guys something that's like a little bit like football. It like fills, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it does. It's like yeah. you, can go, you can go to a gay bar on a Friday night in any big city, probably even in many small cities and RuPaul's Drag Race is going to be on the screen and gay guys are going to be like drinking beer and like laughing about it you know like it kind of kind of gives them that experience which i think is like a kind of sort of males like competition whether they're gay or straight you know and it's it sort of gives gay guys a version of that but it's like um it's not a show for kids like it just isn't you know Mm -hmm. it's it's like tons of sex jokes tons you know like it's for adults. Like, I mean, drag queens <laughs> came about like in nightclubs, like, right. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like the whole scene was like gay people listening. I mean, you know, this as a DJ, like, I feel like it's it all, all of that shit came about like gay people listening to like house music and like, big right. city in, like the 70s and 80s like that's where all that shit started and those were certainly not adult spaces you know
0: Uh-huh. I mean, those
1: are certainly not uh, kids spaces.
0: kids spaces but then it's like okay well is it bad to like take your kid to a house music event or something you know um and
1: i mean, I mean it's all I, the problem with all this stuff like you just said it's situational like i've yeah. been to like You know, I've been out to like loft parties in Brooklyn where like people are like consuming drugs, like doing coke or smoking weed or whatever. And there are like little kids running around, Uh you know. Uh Um, And I didn't feel like the kids were in any sort of like particular danger, you Uh know, like they seemed fine. (laughs) Yeah. So, but there's probably people who would think that that was heinous, you know? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. But the kids were doing the drugs, you know, and no one was like like convulsing on the floor like an overdose. It was just like adults like <laughs> pretty casually using, you know Yeah, it's a party. I mean Yeah, it was like a yeah. party, yeah. Um and the kids probably Presumably- didn't even- the day or or at least not like super late at night not super late yeah. yeah and people are just hanging out and smoking some weed and like kids are running around and it's like it didn't seem like a big deal you
0: know right i mean you think about like people you would think not think twice about having a beer at a party where some kids That's were cool. there you know yeah
1: when do you smoke only in the basement um n- well i've smoked in in the
0: presence of my kid before like yeah like i like a yeah like a daytime party with friends or something yeah Um, yeah
1: yeah yeah i don't think that's weird for kids to see i really don't um it's the exact same as i mean my parents smoked cigarettes around me and drank around me all my whole childhood you know yeah yeah um and i don't I even know think- smoking cigarettes
0: i think is honestly more like taboo around kids than um smoking weed at this point <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it should be honestly like I, 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 I agree but i'm just saying like based on my experience like i've seen people smoke weed in front of kids and people act more weird about smoking cigarettes that's like so you're, funny. you're
1: setting a bad example yeah my mom definitely smoked in the car. But in the 90s, that was like not, you know, no one gave a shit about that um, at all. Yeah, my was, my grandparents were chain smokers, so. Yeah. It didn't bother me as a kid. I didn't think it was like, I don't remember being like, oh, this is just, I really just didn't even think about it, you know? Yeah. My my parents always complained about it because they absorbed all the
0: anti-smoking propaganda
1: i wouldn't care like if people were over if someone like smoked in our apartment but i know my partner would so yeah same he would not (laughs) he would not like it like you know um but like if at if like we had a dinner and someone wanted to smoke one cigarette in my apartment after i wouldn't give a shit but i know my partner would be like hell no yeah yeah and I mean, I think that's fair,
0: but yeah, especially if you smoke like a lot inside, obviously the smell does like
1: linger and yeah, it gets so, in your hair. I get shit. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other thing about <laughs> is really gay. So you can just, you might not, you might have zero opinion on it, which is fine. <laughs> but, um, two things SNL did their usual propaganda episode of the week, um, which they had Joe on this week. Did you see that? They had like Joe Biden. Whoa, really? They had Brandon on or one of his body doubles. Yeah. So Aubrey Plaza makes a she she hosted. I do like her. Um. Although I'm I was sad to see her on SNL because I was like, God damn it, she's famous enough now that she's really like you know, she's going to be trans in like a year or yeah, something. No, she's know. a sellout. Honestly, she's doing the whole like late night um, rounds and all that stuff. But. I know. I mean, I, it's hard because like, I, I really like her as an actress and I think she, she does seem like an, actually a cool person, but I think eventually the money, you know, just the money, it just looks too nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get it. It would be hard. It would be really hard for, I I mean, they'd have me doing the COVID song. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if I was uh, just making like $20 million a year, I'd be like, whatever you guys want. Like, I, I don't know.
0: Care. It's easy to be a dissident when no one's like offering me any money. To <laughs> yeah.
1: I'd be like, what do you want me to say? Israel's great? <laughs> fine. Like, what do you mean? Love is real. So happy it's there. (laughs) Like, I I would say whatever they wanted, you know? Um, But yeah, so she's been, she's shilling now. Um, Again, she's rich enough now that they, you know, they got to get her out there. Um, And she made a joke about how she was voted the most famous person from Delaware, which I knew... I thought she was from Jersey. I knew she was from like a kind of like shitty East coast place. (laughs) Cause 'cause she just kind of like has that vibe, you know? Um, She has like sort of a shitty, like, even if this isn't her, she has this vibe, like a shitty East coast, like working class area. Mm -hmm. I was like, she's from like Eastern mass or, you know, something (laughs) like, um, anyway, I guess she's from Delaware. And they made a joke about. She made a joke about how she was voted the most famous person from Delaware. And then they, she's like, it pissed Joe Biden off. He even sent me this video. And then they showed a video of him making a joke. I guess kind of a joke about it. Um, he was like, "Oh, sh-, like shucks, I lost to Aubrey Plaza or something like that." But it was like so sad because even in this pre-recorded video, it was so low energy. <laughs> Like they couldn't even get the poor guy. Like I I was like, wow, that's what they could, that's what they could get him to do even in this. Well, I think they have
0: to use their like Primo amphetamine cocktail pretty sparingly, you know, like they can't do it every day.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so that was depressing. And then (laughs) she did, then they did this whole joke, um, SNL skit about that horror movie, Megan um uh-huh. which i saw and the whole joke was that like gay guys loved megan um and ironically they make a couple jokes in it that seemed propaganda e but like also funny like on one they like um well, one of the people on SNL was in bros, but they made a joke, like, it's almost like if bros was for gay people, because now that bros, like, so spectacularly failed, they have to trash it, you know? Um, even though it wasn't that long ago, they were, like, trying to shove bros down everyone's throats. <laughs> um, and then, of course, it's, like, makes gay guys look heinous. Like, Aubrey Plaza's playing Megan, and she's making all these jokes, like let's go get high on poppers, you know, like <laughs> stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, this is such, so sad, such bad representation for gay people. And like, we used to have like, I don't even know, like, philo- like philosophers like Foucault and like great, <laughs> you know,
0: like. <laughs> it's also like, just not that good of a joke. It's kind of obvious, just like pandering.
1: Yeah. And it's like the whole joke was like the gay guys were all like, oh, I love you, you, like, messy slut. Like, that was, like, the whole, <laughs> like, you know, like, that was, like, the whole joke. And it, it made me sad to be gay. And then um, Allison Williams comes in from Girls, again, two girls references in one episode. And, like, she's like, guys, Megan's actually really bad. And they go, isn't that the girl that got her butt ate on girls? And Allison Williams is like, yeah, yeah, that's that was actually me. And they were like, ally queen, work. (laughs) And she like comes in and starts like dancing with all the gay guys. And I'm like, can we please stop talking about rim jobs on TV? Like I really feel strongly about it. Like I just want people to stop talking about it. I think it's fine. Like I've given rim jobs. I've gotten them. It's, It's a sexual practice. Primarily some gay guys do sometimes, but like, I just think it makes it just makes us sound gross like we just shouldn't be talking about it on TV, you know. We just I just think it'd be so better. You're not
0: trying to normalize ring jobs in 2023.
1: I mean, I don't know how they could be any more normalized. <laughs> like it's like so much pop culture now, it talks about it all the time. Like comedians talk about it and like TV shows talk about it and I'm just like it's just, it's like, okay, first off, let's just do real talk for a minute. You probably <laughs> health-wise should not ever be giving room jobs. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> going to say it, okay? It's not a healthy thing to be doing. I don't care how clean you are. It's like not good for you, probably, the person doing it. Um, You can get all sorts of parasites, all sorts of stuff like that. Great. All right, that's it. <laughs> Secondly, if you do want to do it, it's fine. You know, like, everyone gets to make their own choices. and Like, I don't give a shit. You do it. But I'm like, we don't need to talk about it all the time. You know? Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. You know? It would almost be like if straight people were like, I don't know if straight people do this, but <laughs> if straight people, like, ate it, like, would you eat a girl out who was on her period? Um, like, Or do, or do straight actively. guys sometimes do that? Sure.
0: I mean, I don't know if it's a common practice, but I'm sure it's there's a...
1: Like, it's not always, like, gushing out is my point, right? right like you, can, yeah. you can still do, like stuff. Yes, okay. correct. Okay, <laughs> but it's like it, it's almost like if straight people were talking about that all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like a slightly gross aspect of uh-huh. straight sexuality. It's like, yeah. it's just like, let's just keep it concealed. So you anyways. don't think there should be like a
0: mandatory um like rim job test that you have to pass for like sex ed?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, I think that like, oh God, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about sex ed. I I have complicated feelings about what sex ed should and shouldn't include. Yeah, Um, that's interesting. I mostly think like people, I mostly think that like most people would be better off delaying sex longer is like my personal opinion. Um, Or at least delaying sex until they're, they are in long-term or relatively long-term relationships. But yeah, that's probably an unrealistic thing to push yeah, on Yeah,
0: well, that's always, like, the um, argument that people make against, like, abstinence-only sex ed or whatever, that it's not realistic.
1: Um, I don't think there should be, like, abstinence-only. I just think there should be, like, you know probably the first time you do this, you should do it with someone that you like, I don't know, like trust and that you guys have had like some sort of conversation. maybe, (laughs) Like, like, you know what I mean? Like Uh about the fact that you're going to have sex. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that might be a healthy thing to tell kids. Like you should be like in some sort of a relationship with the person and and your very first time you should have at least like, had a discussion about, like, how do you feel about the fact that, like, we might have sex soon? I don't know. Like, it seems like that'd be good for kids, but... Yeah. Kids are also retarded, so you're never gonna, like, get them to, like, be smart about things like that, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's in, it's, it is an interesting question, because I always just kind of grew up under the sort of lib framework that, of course, you have sex ed in school, and, you know, it teaches you all about, like, birth control and, like, you know, like how to get an abortion, whatever, you know. (laughs) Uh, But it comes, yeah, it's an interesting question of like, what really is the role of the school in sexuality and sex education?
1: I don't know. Does it need to have
0: any role really?
1: I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if it it helps.
0: helps. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like dare. Like we were talking about where it's just like, okay, here's like all these drugs and here's all the, all the effects they have. And like, yeah, you shouldn't take them. But then it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I just learned a lot about all
1: these drugs now. And I kind of want to try it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that ultimately you're never going to like, like you can't, like the stuff I'm saying about like kids trying to have a healthier early sexual experiences, like you're never going to like you're never gonna like convince kids that that's like they they just don't listen they don't care. Well,
0: certain I I think you're not gonna convince them via like a lecture at school certainly. Like it's no. it'd have to be a foundation a, a a long, you know, part of your just like emotional and psychological development for likely more informed by your like parents and your family than like anything you learn at school
1: yeah but even then kids are still gonna make like really stupid sexual choices like a lot you know Mm -hmm. i just think it's like an inherent (laughs) i don't know i mean that's i mean it's a strong um impulse right yeah it's a strong physical impulse and they're gonna do things that they end up regretting i just think that's like a bottom line like yeah reality of like being young and like yeah, your body's going to be telling you to do one thing, but you're going to feel differently about it. And that's, and you're just going to feel weird about it. That's probably going to always be true. Anyway, this got way off topic. That. <laughs> so that was all about like what gay people want to see in TV. And then there was this whole Twitter debate about this new show called The Real Friends of WeHo, um, which is like five rich gay guys trying to do kind of like a real housewives thing. Um, but it doesn't work. I watched it. It doesn't work, uh, for gay guys. I don't know why (laughs) exactly. It was so bad. Um, but like it, there were actually people on Twitter, like in the show trying to say it was important. (laughs) I think that like important is like the death knell. Like any, like if you call your film book TV show, um, movie, whatever. It's like, if you try to call it important, it's going to, people aren't going to go see it. You know? Yep. It's like just the death. Like no one wants to, no one wants to see something because they, they think it's, they think it's important. Like it's, it's not why people want to go consume entertainment. I don't think. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're
0: effectively guilting them into seeing it.
1: Yeah, they want to be entertained is the only yeah. thing that matters. And I think that's what was funny kind of even though it was propaganda. That's what was funny about the Bros joke and the Megan skit. Is that like Megan was actually entertaining and Bros wasn't. So it's like gay guys went and spent all this money on this like stupid movie about a dancing doll because it was like campy and funny, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But they Mm -hmm. didn't want to go see a two hour lecture about like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, basically a two hour lecture about how like important gay representation is, which is like what bros was. And then I'm like convinced that like, no one wants to see stuff like that anymore. Like, did anyone go see the new, that Emmett Till movie?
0: I still haven't even heard about it other than you telling me about
1: it. I know. And I'm like, I'm like, no one, I'm like, if I were Black, the last thing I would want to do is to have the, the movies that are marketed to me just be like horrific, trauma... Like films about how horrible it was to be black at one point in this country. Well, I mean, you know? I,
0: I would speculate, and again, you know, I don't want to speak for anyone, but I, I would guess that most the average black person would understand that film as like a product for white people,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and not go
0: see and it. not like, in a good way, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, so I don't know, that was just my little take on, like, the real Friends of WeHo, is just that, like, nobody wants to see, like, stuff that's, like, I don't, like, as a gay person, like, I just want to be entertained or to be moved in some way. And the fact that, like, gay people are in something doesn't inherently mean it's good or that it's worthy of, like, attention. And I think that that's kind of, like, a... Like we need to move past that. Like there's no more firsts like that need to happen. That's it. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like it's fun. Like there's
0: your key, been... yeah, like policy platform is just no more firsts.
1: Yeah. Don't try to say anything about firsts. Um <laughs> Cause yeah. And then I watched this other movie, which I know you didn't get a chance to watch. So I won't talk about it much, but it was called Matthias and Maxime. And it was, it was by this Canadian director who I'd never heard of. Um, but it was like super moving, you know? And there were like some gay characters and some straight characters. And like, it was kind of about just being like in your mid twenties and like, you're sort of like going in a direction. not quite there yet. And, You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, this is a good movie. It's like not about, it's like there are gay people in it, but I don't think it's about being gay. Right. (laughs) And it's like, it's just kind of like, yeah, like a group of friends, like kind of leaving adolescence. And I found it like really poignant and like a little bit sad and very funny, you know? Um, And I was like, yeah, that, it made me very nostalgic. I was like, oh, there is that point where you realize, where you kind of like look around and realize like, and this is mainly like a college educated person thing because this happens to many people way earlier than it happened to us. But <laughs> there is a point, there is a point sort of in your like mid twenties where you're like, wow, like you are kind of, we are kind of leaving, you know, this like extended adolescence, this like youth and that's a little sad, but also like uh, natural, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's for the best. Um, I would say, <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of sad. It is sad. I miss just hanging out all the time with people and having endless time and all that shit. God, I um, used to
0: party just like,
1: yeah, all the time, all the time. Yeah. It was fun. A lot of it. Um, the last thing we could talk about is just Shia LaBeouf's outfit. His <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Fierce, right? It is. it's shockingly fierce, which is what I think it's funny about <laughs> it. Um, I did find out it's for a movie. Yeah, I thought it would Of be- course.
0: I know people, I don't know. What did you not think that at first? Like he just rolled up to the function, like <laughs> dress like that.
1: Well, I thought that <laughs> I thought that maybe he was going to like a costume party or something.
0: <laughs>
1: that's what I thought was funny about it. I was like, that is a hilarious cost I cannot believe like that's so funny. I was like, I bet his wife came up with that idea because I like his wife a lot, Mia Goth, you know? Oh, okay. And I was like, I bet his fucking Mia Goth, gay guys love Mia Goth. You put her in anything acting deranged as fuck. <laughs> Gay guys will go, gay guys will go see that shit. She was in all the, did you see any of those slasher films she's in, like X and Pearl and stuff? I've never even heard of them, but I do know Um, the gays can't resist a good BPD art hoe. She is fucking funny in them. It is so funny. You have to see it. She's like the porn, she's like a pornographic actress in like a slasher (laughs) film. She's very BPD art hoe. She has an intense Southern accent. It's, it's hilarious. Um, she was also in like Nymphomaniac and like I don't know. She's cool. I like her. I would love to hang out with her. Anyway, that's his wife or her baby mama at least. Um, she took him back after he. Yeah, I thought they had broken up, but I guess you. I'm you sure know, you like know better. Baby after he gave FKA Twigs herpes and she's suing him, <laughs> <And> she's <laughs> he's how could me. she prove that he gave it to him? That's like, I don't being know. retarded. The whole lawsuit seems stupid too, because people keep being like, Shia LaBeouf is a is a is like a sexual assaulter, and I'm like, no, actually, the lawsuit is for sexual battery because <laughs> she says he gave him she gave her herpes, but I'm like, she doesn't say that he raped her. That's not what the lawsuit even says, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess the idea she didn't consent
0: knowing with full knowledge that he had herpes or whatever, but like everyone has
1: herpes though. I know, you know, my opinion on this. I'm like, you're always, you're always consenting to have sex with people with herpes because (laughs) it's like a common, it's so common. You should just always assume that you're consenting to that. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah his outfit was crazy it is for a movie and that's that's all but if you i guess we should describe it a little bit um i guess we should describe it just quickly he's like in drag and he's dressed as like an athenian like princess um and it's for some movie that he's gonna be in and i don't know i just think it's 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 a really funny picture you should go yeah i mean it's not like his best look but
0: it is like it is a, an amazing image, I guess,
1: you could say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it. I think we could do, like, a short episode today. I don't have anything else. I just wanted to, like, just come in and say hi to everyone real quick and talk a little bit about uh, trans issues and what the gays want out of film. Do you have anything <laughs> you want to <you> add? <laughs> um...
0: Don't cancel me for being a transphobe. I'm a lover, not a hater. Um, I don't really. Yeah.
1: I think. Yeah. I'll we want, we both. Yeah. We could say that at the end. Disclaimer. <laughs> we, both, we both want trans people to be like safe and happy. And all, we, I want that for all people. Yeah. And we don't think like trans people should suffer or anything like that. And like, even though we have some questions about maybe kids, I think if you're an adult, you can do whatever the fuck you want to your body. And uh, I have a, and-
0: yeah, my issue is with the weird, like, media psyop aspect of it. I don't give a shit what people do, how they live their life, you know? Me I just don't, I don't want it to be like a weird, like, Department of Defense
1: like pharma initiative that's (laughs) no but if you want to like if you want to go if you want to take hormones and alter your body and look a certain way and get plastic surgery like none of that bothers me at all i don't care yeah i think i think more power to you you know
0: we only get one life to live everyone should be their freaky selves i honestly fully believe that i like weirdos of all stripes, I like to associate myself with people who are not normies. So that's you know what I mean. I'm not like a yeah.
1: No, same. I don't. I don't have anything against any of these any any people. And I I my opinion on rim jobs is purely probably because of my own sexual shame. So <laughs> you <know? laughs> if you want to keep putting that into film and keep television, you know. Just, just, just go for it. Mm-hmm. It's just I won't like it. And you can, <laughs> you can make, you can make your art knowing that one random guy is somewhere. Well, and I
0: think you can have an opinion, and that doesn't make you a homophobe or a transphobe or whatever, You know, it's like <laughs> they—that's the label that's always used to just shut down conversation about a topic.
1: And yeah, I, I, I think it's unseemly to talk about, and also yeah. although I've talked about it on now maybe, like, seven of our own podcasts. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I mean,
1: like... You know, at the end of the day, like, we're all just doing copes, right? Like, I'm clearly interested in the topic, although I, you know... Um,
0: Coping and grifting.
1: I find it a little repulsive. Like, <laughs> I'm, also, I'm also... It's like how Fisted by Foucault can't stop talking <laughs> about AIDS, you know? It's like, he's interested in gay guys having sex whether or not he's a gay guy who's maybe whether or not he has sex with guys i don't know but he's interested in that you know same with bronze age pervert Mm -hmm. they're interested in in fucking dudes whether or not they are doing it so i don't know we can end it there (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right catch you on the flippy